time enough at last. Submitted for your consideration to sci-fi fans, Sean Majors and Keith Conrad. Rewatch The Twilight Zone from beginning to end. It's like something out of that Twilighty show about that zone. Mr. and Mrs. Arthur Castle, gentle and infinitely patient people whose lives have been a hope chest with a rusty lock and a lost set of keys. But in just a moment, that hope chest will be opened and an improbable phantom will try to bedeck the drabness of these two people's failure-laden lives with the gold and precious stones of fulfillment. Mr. and Mrs. Arthur Castle, standing on the outskirts and about to enter the Twilight Zone. Episode number 38, that would be uh, season two, episode one. <laughs> You're going to do both every single episode, I can already yeah. tell. <laughs> well, you know, it's like on the radio when they, they give the time and they're like, it's 3.15, 15 minutes after three. So <laughs> it's the same thing. Uh, this episode was The Man in the Bottle. Uh, not to be confused with The Man in the Mirror, the, uh, the Michael Jackson song. And it centers around Arthur and Edna Castle. Uh, the owners of a, a curio shop that isn't exactly uh, in the Fortune 500, and uh, I, I would I would point out that uh, unlike a lot of uh, couples on the Twilight Zone, uh, I I I think that they work as a couple. Like the, the, I'm not looking at them going, "Wow, what was it like when they were dating?" For sure, that yeah, a nightmare. No, they actually kind of work. I, I'm I'm okay with that. Uh, so this, uh, this elderly woman who apparently at least thinks that she's more poor than them, um, because I, I should say at the beginning, like they're, they, they basically beat you over the head with this store is not doing well and they have no money. Yes. Uh, but then a, a elderly woman, uh, comes in and, uh, tries to sell a, a wine bottle and, uh, eventually, uh, Arthur, uh, the, the, the man uh, feels guilty and actually buys said wine bottle from her. And then um, as, as she's walking out, you know, just to pour salt in the wound, she says, oh, yeah, I actually just found that in the trash can. That, that thing she paid me for. She's not a nice woman. She's not. No. And, that, and that's, I think, something that's easily overlooked when people are talking about this episode. Is that, <laughs> they they want to talk about the things that happen. Uh, to Arthur and Edna uh, afterwards. Really, let's talk about this horrible elderly woman who goes into a store that's on its last legs anyway and decides to scam them out of a dollar. And then rub his face in it yeah. before, before exiting. And let's see. I I believe that I believe that, uh, I believe that uh, $1 in 1961 <laughs> would be about... Probably about ten bucks. That's not nothing. No, I mean i I hope that the elderly woman uh, went out and bought like a a ten piece chicken McNugget meal, which were and not food or something, you know. Yeah. Uh, so, so they're examining Ed, Arthur and Edna are examining their uh, their their find here, and uh, uh, suddenly, like smoke starts coming out of the bottle. <laughs> And uh, a genie comes out and, and this is sort of where they lose me a little bit because I, I know if I have a bottle and smoke starts coming out of it randomly, I'm not going to be curious about what's going on. I'm going to drop the bottle and, and run out of the room. <laughs> 
if uh, if this pandemic has, has taught us nothing else, it's that ventilation is very important. So I am with you. Right? Yeah, I, I think so. But actually, works out well for them because a genie comes out of the bottle and uh, offers to grant uh, uh, Arthur and Edna four wishes. That's where I had a problem. <laughs> Why is that? Are you a traditionalist? You're a genie traditionalist. And you want the three wishes? I'm a, I'm, I'm a purist. You know, I, I didn't know if that was a plot device or if because I've never heard of four wishes uh, being granted by by a genie. I guess the genie can just decide, but um, it's always been three. I've never heard it's it, it at four. No, I haven't either. Um, one one thing that's worth pointing out is uh, the genie. I uh, was actually played by Joseph Ruskin, and uh, did you recognize his voice? Uh, I, he seemed familiar, but I couldn't put my, put a finger on it. He looks, he looked, he looks like Rasputin. Well, obviously we haven't gotten to this point, uh, in our journey yet, (laughs) uh, but he ultimately will be the voice of the Canimates. Oh Um, yeah. Okay. He's about as tall as, uh, he, he, you know, he can, he can probably be actually, he's not the guy like dressed as the Canimates. He's the, the telepathic voice. Oh, the actual voice. Got it. Yeah, um, which is uh, which I, I, again. Uh, this has happened a couple times where you have people who are in multiple episodes. Sometimes that, that bothers me a little bit. This one I was fine with though because we hadn't seen him before. We just heard his voice. <laughs> it's a shared uh, so universe. He, he, so he, uh, he he grants them the, uh, the these four wishes for some reason. And and it's worth pointing out that, uh, by the way, the genie does, uh, you know, he gives them four wishes, and that is odd in genie lore, (laughs) but that is just like the monkey paw in The Simpsons. Oh, of course. That's the same number of wishes that the the monkey paw gave gave Homer. (sighs) Uh, I'm not sure if that was intentional, but I like to think that it was. I mean, the paw had four four fingers on it, so. Like every other Simpsons character. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, so for Arthur's first wish, uh, and he, he's basically just, you know, he's testing things out. It's probably uh, he, a wants, good thing. he wants a broken glass uh, in a dis- display case to be repaired. Um, which, by the way, if Arthur had stuck with wishes like that, he probably would have been okay. Yeah, I mean, I wonder what I would do <clears throat> if uh, if I was in the situation because it it almost always turns into a monkey's paw situation. It does, yeah. I mean, you know, and Arthur is even like aware of this, um, you know, because he's he seems to be he seems to be aware that there could be negative consequences to his wishes, but that doesn't stop him. Uh, because the next thing he does after the uh, the, the glass case is fixed, uh, his next wish is for a million dollars, which to their credit, they actually do give a significant amount to their friends, which is nice. They're nice people. They just MC hammered themselves. Exactly. Uh, but then somehow, I, I guess because even in the 1960s, the IRS knew <laughs> uh, an employee of the IRS just magically shows up apparently like that day and gives the, uh, uh, the, uh, the, the castles, a, uh, a bill. And, uh, when, once they actually pay that, there's only $5 left, which, which by the way, th- this was actually a thing. 
<laughs> at one point, people were actually paying 90% in taxes. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> and that's one of the reasons why Ronald Reagan got into politics, but uh, we won't, won't get, get into <laughs> Just wait for our political offshoot talk show. <laughs> Just think it. Just wrap your head around that for a second. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah. Like, it, how, are the, how are the roads not paved with gold if we were taxing people ninety percent? It doesn't like, make sense I, to me. Yeah, I, I I don't get that. But that that was one thing that that jumped out at me as I was watching that. Is like, yeah, yeah, that was that was literally a thing. There were people paying ninety percent in taxes. Man. Um, I, I'm still stuck on how did the IRS know that the genie gave them a million dollars? Yeah, there's there's no way like they could have reported this. Yeah. Um, there's no genie thing, a genie box to check. So my guess is that this is one of the early iterations of an IRS scam. Oh, that could very well be. You think uh, may, maybe the genie actually knows the guy? Yeah. Told him, hey. Come here, come here and say you're with the IRS and we'll split the money. And then tell them they have to pay it back in uh, Target gift cards for some reason. Yes. I, I think you may be onto something. I think so too. Because you know, then they had to go to the future to, you know, when Target had been invented. <laughs> um, that now, again, could have avoided catastrophe here because Arthur is about to wish for a million dollars after taxes. Mm. But his wife stops him. And uh, ba- basically, uh, the argument then becomes and, th- and this, you know, they, they go from being a nice uh, old couple that you want to root for. And this is where things turn weird. Because, <laughs> All right. If I can't have a million dollars, then absolute power. Thank you very much. Yeah, have a nice day. Basically, basically, Edna is like, well. Why do you want just money when you could just control people? <laughs> Whoa, easy, easy, Edna. <laughs> and so, uh, uh, you know, rather than just asking for a million dollars after taxes, which would have been the smart thing to do, uh, he uses his third wish uh, to become the leader of a modern country where he can't be voted out of office and presumably where he wouldn't have to pay taxes either. <laughs> um, now, you know, I, obviously I haven't been put in this position yet in life. Who knows? Maybe I will one day. Maybe you will. Uh, I can't picture myself ever getting to the point of being, Hey, <laughs> I want to be a dictator. Let's do that. Yeah, um, I'd rather, I, I just want to be, yeah, I just want to be like, uh, have all the resources I need on an island where, where there's like one or two people around. Yeah, see, that would be, you have a couple people, maybe maybe your dog co- comes along too. Yeah. Um, like, I, I don't want I don't want to be that. a dictator. Like, do you know how much work that is, man? Like, you got to to run a country. But you've got to run a country, actually legitimately run a country. Plus, you've got to come up with some sort of fictional world to keep the people from overthrowing you. Yeah. You feed to them. It's like you got to do got to be run in two different countries. And it just seems like a like a heck of a lot of work. It's a hassle is what it is. And, and Arthur does learn this for himself because um, he becomes a leader of a modern 20th century country. Uh, where he can't be voted off out of voted out of office, 
So naturally, he becomes Hitler. Naturally. Not not in in the uh, I disagree with this person, so they're practically Hitler they're or sort basically of basically Hitler. It, no, actually Hitler. The mustache and everything. Yeah, uh, although he had like sort of a full mustache thing going on. It wasn't quite. It wasn't quite Hitler esque. He really let himself go in those final days. Yeah, yeah, they got they got the point across though. I guess that's. that's, (laughs) uh, We we recognized it was Hitler. Mostly it was the it was the swastika armband. I think that that really gave it away. Dead giveaway. Plus, he says he yells right into the camera, "I'm Hitler." (laughs) Oh, I mean the. Or it took the guesswork out of it. Not exactly what you want to be screaming if you're uh, tucked in in your uh, in your bunker. No, or, or really just screaming in general. <laughs> I, I, I can't imagine a, a scenario in which I, I'm screaming, I'm Hitler, in which <laughs> that's actually going to be good. <laughs> uh, bunker, no, it's, it, it's probably not going well. God. At that point, you realize you've made some bad decisions in life. <laughs> one or two. <clears throat> so Mr. Castle has one wish left. He does. And uh, uh, as he's uh, as he's cosplaying as Hitler, <laughs> uh, he's uh, uh, somebody gives walks in and hands him a vial, which, uh, you know, I think theoretically is supposed to be you know, like poison uh, because it's the end of the war and such. Of course. But he actually uses it to. Uh, to, to wish to to go back to uh, to normal to his old life and uh, and and he does so you know he did have one wish left it, it really would have been more Twilight Zony if that if he didn't have any wishes left yeah I um which does make beg the question so did that actually happen or like or, or was he just living that like in the moment and then he went back to his real life? So like, was that really what happened to Hitler at the end? That's a good question. That's a very good question. Um, hmm. Sort of sort of like Quantum Leap where, you know, he he goes into Hitler's body and, and Hitler goes into uh, <laughs> Arthur's body, which really would have been trippy for him. Does Sam ever know what happens after he, he Quantum Leaps? Uh, well, usually there's uh, there's a moment right before he leaps at the end where Al says everything's going to be hey, okay. Yeah, a- a- everything's going to be just fine. You know, okay. this kid you this kid you leapt into, he's going to become president of the United States in in uh, in twenty years. <laughs> in 2016, everything's going to be fine. <laughs> <laughs> or, or like, yeah, you you weren't here to save JFK. You were here to save Jackie because she died in the original version. What? Oh man, what a yeah. show! I got to go back and watch that. It, that was that was pretty good. Uh, yeah, I, I I I don't know if that's if that's what happened. I we we could ask Rod Serling, except he's he's no longer with us. But oh, um, <clears throat> what would you? Uh, if we ever meet a genie, maybe we can ask them. <laughs> That'll be our first wish. Um, what uh, you know? I at, at the end of the episode, yeah, they have nothing to show for you know four wishes, but you know, they're well, actually actually they do they for have, a moment. They have five dollars, right? But they they do for just a moment because the uh, the glass uh, has still been fixed in the in the cabinet, right? Except then, uh, Arthur sweeps up the uh, the remnants of the of the genie lamp or bottle or whatever it is. It's a bottle in this case, 
uh, and then sort of like backs into the display case, which breaks it again. So <laughs> for just a moment, they they came out ahead. As a, as a matter of fact, uh, Edna points that out to him. We did come out ahead because the display case is still fixed. And then not two seconds later, he breaks it. <laughs> Do you have an, any any plan <clears throat> to get around these type of wishes, to get around the monkey's paw? Um, I haven't uh, jotted down any like official rules, but, uh, I, now would be a good a time as any, I mean, I, I feel like we already, already made a good start at it because, uh, if one of your wishes to a genie is a million dollars, first things first, ask for a million after taxes. There you go. That's it. Although, I mean, it's 2021 and um, the economy isn't what it used to be. A million. So I'm probably asking for more than a million dollars. Yeah, I don't want to be greedy. I'll, I'll do 10 and then, and then give, give away most of it. You know, put the, put the rest in an uh, interest-bearing account and, you know, let my money work for me. Yeah, that's a, that's, that's a great idea. Uh, so then uh, that's wish number one. So what would we do with the other? Uh, the other right, well, first of all, are we assuming it's three or four wishes? Oh, uh, let's go three. Let's go three. Okay. Because yeah. um, you're, you're a purist. <laughs> I am. That's what I've always said about myself. A genie purist. Um, <clears throat> there's got to be some type of immortality, anti-aging situation oh. where, yeah, but, then, but then you have to st- stipulate. I want to be healthy for the duration of that. Right. Right. Not like live to be 300 and the last 210 years are complete agony. Yeah. You get in a car wreck at 110. Um, I think that the, uh, <clears throat> the, the, the protagonist just has to be okay of seeing all his friends and family around him, leave him. Yeah. Well, okay, so so like, you got to think that uh, if you say, "I want me and this list of people mm. to be uh, immortal," that's one wish, right? That's not a bunch of separate wishes. That's I hope one so. Wish. I would hope so. Now I could see the genie kind of throwing it back in your face, and it's like, well, you know, that's seventeen wishes. I can't do that. Uh, that's true. Yeah. Um, yeah, and and if you. Uh, yeah, if you couldn't have that stipulation, like here, me and these seventeen other people that I've decided are worthy of being uh, immortal. Um, uh, yeah, if you, if you can't do that, that would be kind of a bummer. We we learned that in um, Long Live Walter Jameson. Oh yeah, uh, that it's it's not all it's cracked up to be. Which, by by the way, maybe the genie is the same guy. It might be. Although, you know, you could always probably just make your wishes and then, you know, pass pass it to, to your friend on the left, you know? You could, yeah. Uh, so you rub the lamp and get your three wishes. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So so that's, that's really what you'd have to do um, in that case is everybody that you want to be immortal with you, you just make sure that they're there and they're the person, the next person that, that gets the lamp. Of course, then you're putting trust in them that they're actually going to give the lamp to the next person after them. Yeah, you got to really trust the person, but that's why they made your list in the first place. So that's that's true. You gotta you gotta make your list and check <laughs> twice. What are we even talking about? <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, you know, it, I I would say you know to to close this out that uh, to answer your question that winning 
you know, get, getting uh, uh, three wishes from a genie is probably a lot like, uh, uh, you know, winning the lottery. You, you, you may, while you're standing on the sidelines, you may think, oh, yeah, I, I got this figured out. I know exactly what I'll do. But mm-hmm. when you're actually uh, faced with the, the three wishes, um, you probably have no idea what you're going to do, and you're going to end up screwing things up and end up being Hitler. I'm screaming, I am Hitler. A word to the wise now, to the garbage collectors of the world, to the curio seekers, to the antique buffs, to everyone who would try to coax out a miracle from unlikely places. Check that bottle you're taking back for a two-cent deposit. The genie you save might be your own. Case in point, Mr. and Mrs. Arthur Castle, fresh from the briefest of trips into the Twilight Zone. Galatron? I am 